This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And for the next hour or so, we will be chatting Star Wars live. And we invite you to call in. Our uh, switchboard is already loading up with a couple of people. But what we want to talk about today is what your episode 9 do's and don'ts. What's the one thing you do want to see? What's the one thing you do not want to see? And if you want to call in, uh, the number is 646-668-8360 at a plus one if you are international on Skype. And there should be a delightful graphic on the screen. Uh, Rashad, how's the graphics going, buddy? Graphics are going swell. Okay, we've got producer Rashad here. And and you, you, you took the week off. Uh, for the last show, you know, you, reports uh, of my firing were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> I, I, was, I was pretty annoyed because you went to see your mother, and I'd like to think that <laughs> I'm, I'm family, and, well, and this show is our child. Well, if you were ill, I would be by your bedside as well, dude. If I was ill, you're the last thing I'd be. <laughs> I don't feel like I can win. Okay, that's, that's the name of the game. Um, but uh, you, you've got new graphics. Are you having fun with this? Do you feel more empowered? Uh, definitely. I feel like I've collected all the Infinity Stones. A little <laughs> Disney crossover reference. Nice. None of that. None of that. Okay. We don't, <laughs> Sorry. There's enough Kevin Feige talk out there for my liking. Um, but uh, we've got two guests. Both. Um, they're they're both in in my universe as fans, but they they they're sort of just getting introduced to the Steel Wars universe because once you're on the show. You're part of the universe. Oh. Right. So so welcome to the universe. Thank you. you. You now have a reason to live. <laughs> uh, you would know her from the Collider Schmodown and her podcast, Pencils and Parsecs, which those three words together is very, I feel like I need a pop filter now. Uh, yeah, you, you kind of do because there's there's a lot of plosive sounds in it. So, Well, it's Emma Fyfe. Hey, yes, Emma. Uh, you know, it's great to be here, Steele. Thanks for having me, for welcoming into your universe. You're in the universe now. Yeah. You're in the universe. Yeah, I feel like my whole world has been expanded. So, And um, I, I, I kind of want to focus on your clothing too much. Yes. But I, I'm sure for the, the, the viewer <laughs> at home, it does look like you're about to referee a fight. <laughs> Between I thought that the stripes were chic, but you know. It's <laughs> all good. Between myself and Araj from the Sith List. Welcome, buddy. How you doing, buddy? I'm real good. Thank I'm... you so much. This is this universe is amazing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. It's yeah. fantastic. Dude, you need to get out more. <laughs> I sure do. I sure do. Now, Emma, so this pencils and parsecs. Yes. I, I just, everyone at home, do the, the pencils and parsecs podcast. <laughs> It's not well. It, it you can listen to it as a podcast, but primarily it is a show that streams live on Twitch. Ah, yeah, over at Hyper RPG, which is the Twitch channel that it is on the network of, shall we say? Now, let me ask you this. Yes. The, the, one of the things I know about Twitch. Yes. Is that if you're a male, 
you, you can't stream with any females. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that does seem to be first and foremost in the news this week. Uh, you know, we we break all kinds of rules. We got men and women playing wow. together. It is oh, pandemonium my. over at Hyper RPG. Oh my God, very progressive. progressive. Very progressive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If, if, if your show was a book, I'd burn it. <laughs> <laughs> but the weird thing about that is, is the only reason I know that person exists on the planet is because his wife doesn't trust him or something. It's, it's oh, like, but, but Ninja, like, yeah. But he's like, a, like, I'm sure like in the Twitch community, sure. but the only reason I know he exists yeah. is because of that. Which yeah, is he is uh, definitely the, uh, arguably the most famous uh, Twitch streamer. He's certainly the most subscribed to channel. Uh, ah, and yeah, mm-hmm. but it is interesting. I did find that news story very interesting this week because again, he's somebody who very publicly is married so why why should it be weird for him to stream right. with other ladies? Men and women can be friends with one another. Right. This is not a this is not a new notion. <laughs> they can also play games with each other. I know, yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. It's so weird. bizarre. Yeah. And um speaking of, of males and females interacting freely <laughs> on your podcast, The Sith List, which covers Star Wars but all types of pop culture you're talking about a bit of mission impossible this week but you had um yeah. amanda and jess from rebel girl right so amanda and jess from rebel girl from msw network came on and they pretty much devoured our podcast and took over for a good two hours and it was a it was a fantastic time but it was it was a great episode we love them was your wife fine with it my wife was fine with it she loves both of them wow well, she's she's yes. living in a fool's paradise yeah, right <laughs> right now she's watching shaking her head going i wasn't fine with it but, but- when you when you twitch, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sound very old man. When, when <laughs> okay. you're out twitching with the kids, yes. right? <laughs> you're in different houses, yeah. Not on our show. I, no, but it, this guy. Like normally, when you play video, you, uh, when people a lot of the times when people do play video games together on Twitch, they would be in different houses. Uh, our the way our show is is it is technically classified as essentially an IRL stream. Uh, so like an in real life kind of thing, because we're not playing a video game. We're playing a tabletop role playing game mm-hmm. and just using Twitch as the thinking man's video game. Pardon? The thinking man's video. Exactly. Game. The thinking man's video game. Mm-hmm. And or woman's, sorry. Or woman's to... person. I, 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 I tried to leave my bigotry at the door, but then I realized I live here. So, uh, uh, <laughs> it's under the desk. And uh, uh, yeah, so so we're playing a tabletop role playing game, which is we use the Edge of the Empire system from Fantasy Flight. Mm-hmm. So it's basically D&D, but Star Wars. Oh, wow. And we've been doing it for, oh, wow, uh, over a year and a half. So, you should have said thousands of years. Thou- we've, since the beginning of time. Yes, that sounds long ago. That sounds real t- tabletop gaming. Yes. Now, uh, if you are watching live and we encourage you to do that, you can chat in the live chat with our chat room reporter. She is in her helicopter. I've got to get a helicopter effect. <laughs> hey, um, Araj, can, can you... Can you- <laughs> You're good at sound effects. I am. I am. Can you, can you give us like a, a chopper effect? Get a bit of Michael Winslow action yeah, going? I, I don't make the sound effect noises on the podcast. I actually probably will but I'll, let me try here. Emily, are you there above the chat room? I'm here, Hugh. There we can go. you hear me above the mini realistic chopper sound? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We've got Ben Bird on the line here That's critiquing. Right. That's right. A bit rough. Uh, in the chat room, we are going to be talking, Emily. How, what, what's the vibe like? How, how are we sounding? You guys seem to be sounding great. I haven't heard any complaints about the sound. 
And we saw what? a really active chat room. There's a lot of new people tonight. I'm excited. Oh, nice. nice. That's awesome. But you're not hearing complaining. Are you sure you logged into the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you're using it correctly. <laughs> But uh, while we want to know, we're going to talk uh, a bit about the news. We've got um, some stuff about uh, a possible Mandalorian series with John Favreau, um, and we've got one of the funniest non-news stories of the week, which sort of shows how desperate Star Wars fans are for news. But we'll get to that. But what we want as our call-in topic, you can call in about everything. It's a pretty uh, mellow news week. But yeah, we want to know your episode nine do's and don'ts, and if you are at work or whatever. Just uh, type that in the chat room and uh, towards the end of the show, we'll get Emily to uh, report back from her chopper. Sound effect, please. <laughs> that doesn't sound anything like a chopper. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay safe up there, Emily. <laughs> that is <laughs> so bad. That, helicopter. that is so bad. All right. Talk about pop filters. All right. <laughs> Emily's going to go um, reconsider what she's doing with her life. <laughs> For a little while, for a little while, I um, let's let's get to a, a tweet. I uh, which one should we do first? Let's do the the big news. Uh, you, you're right there, Rashad. You seem very uh, very active about this one. But Jason Ward, we, I, I love. I, I feel like the Star Wars week can be encapsulated by the tweets of the week. Uh, Jason Ward, making Star Wars, loves to tweet. This guy. And uh, he reports uh, a rumor of a live action series to be about Mandalorians after the fall of the Empire. And this is the John Favreau Disney Direct, whatever, director consumer. I guarantee it's going to be called Disney Direct. I mean, there's some good alliteration there. So it's because it's, it, to me, I was talking about this the other week, it's like Solo. And, sure. And it's like the untitled Han Solo film. They just call it Solo. Right, but they're just calling it like the Disney Direct to Consumer Service right. Direct. It's, it's going to be called Disney Direct, Double D, Double D, uh, Double T. Yeah, that that didn't come out right. Huh? Oh no, R- Rashad, <laughs> Rashad's doing. A, what you doing? I'm just, a, I'm a, just taking the Disney straight to the veins. He was he was doing a vein like. <laughs> really? I didn't see it. So okay. uh, that's uh, totally that's how that's how he wants his Disney right. straight up, no chaser. <laughs> That is excellent. <laughs> you actually just like plug Disney into your brain and it's just a constant feed of their content. Oh yeah, just it. right to the dome mm-hmm. yeah, immediately. Yeah. And it, it just it 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 makes a physical merge in all these badges around yeah. his neck. Mm-hmm. It just they're like they're like uh merchandise rushes, you know? It's all good. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, so Mandalore, this this is gonna be taken three years after Return of the Jedi. That is confirmed. And you know, Jason Ward seems to know his stuff. But what I find interesting about this is if they're doing the Clone Wars and they're going to do the Siege of Mandalore, that gives them some pretty sweet space to do some tie-in storylines, have a few characters cross over. Emma, you are... (laughs) I totally agree. So it was so funny. When these rumors started coming out, it, it was really interesting to see the very divided reaction that the internet had to it. Uh, Cause I mean, from my perspective and I obviously am very biased. I love Mandalorians. The character I play on pencils and parsecs is Mandalorian. <laughs> so I was like, this is awesome. I, I, because especially if you look at sort of what is canon, as far as Mandalore is concerned, mm-hmm. everything for the most part that we've gotten has either been in the novels, in the comics or in the animated series. And we have not had anything really live action. Like we've never been to Mandalore in a movie. We've been there multiple times in the animated series, but never in a film. So the idea of getting something that is like live action Mandalore is so exciting. And again, with the potential of directly tying in what we're going to see in these additional episodes of Clone Wars, that is 
just so exciting to me. But I saw all these people tweeting about things being like, I don't like Mandalorians. They're just like space Spartans and they're boring. And my reaction was, even if you do feel that way, don't you see this as an opportunity to expand upon them and make them not that, which they already aren't that, in my opinion, but that's just, that's where I but stand But if they on were. It. But if they were. Here's your chance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Araj, where, where are you sitting on this? I, I, I completely agree. I, the Mandalorians, we don't know anything about them. Yeah. Right? I mean, if people are complaining, people complain about anything. Yes. It doesn't matter. But it's if people are complaining about not having enough character background well this is our chance yeah i mean why not exactly and everybody loves the the armor and the lore of them so why not have a live action yeah absolutely and i think that too that you know done well you know everybody's talking about obviously since Off and weiss are the showrunners mm. on game of thrones the potential of them doing an old republic series right. you know rumors maybe that would be very reminiscent of game of thrones but i think that done correctly your story about Mandalore could absolutely be very Game of Thrones-esque because it is implied, certainly, though not necessarily super well-established within canon, that Mandalorians conquered a big part of space. It's not just, like, one planet. You right. know what I mean? Right, right, right. So. And the budget's supposed to be insane. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I heard rumors were $10 million an episode. I heard $100 million an episode. No, no, you're not. Okay. Right. It's $100 million a series. $100 million a series. Million a series. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Emma, you've, you've got to watch your uh, decimal <laughs> points there. I'm going to uh, that, uh, start some salacious over. rumors right now. <laughs> right. Salacious. In front yes. of salacious crumb. Right. Oh, right. Very offensive. Very offensive. But 100 million for a TV show, it's a insane. TV series, it's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. I think Game of Thrones. I think it costs a million, million and a half an episode, and that and the content we get from Game of Thrones and the special effects are out of this world. So imagine Favreau with a hundred million dollar budget. With this thing, yeah, I can, hey, I, I'm excited. It's a lot of jetpacks. It's a lot <laughs> so of. You do need to animate a lot, a lot of jetpacks. Jet mm. That's right. Yeah, I want to say a just a bunch of crew mm-hmm. jetpacking. Mm-hmm. Just th- around All stuff. around? Yeah. yeah. Zipping through the galaxy? Th- they don't even have to be going anywhere. Right. Just still in a loop. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't do that? Figure eights. Who wouldn't do that? Now, um, a, a sign of a connected uh, news story, and that is one a little bit close to my heart. Uh, this is one's from the Boba Fett fan club, at Boba Fett fan club, and uh, exclusive Jeremy Bullock's retirement announcement uh, more info about autograph requests and comments for him here. And Jeremy Bullock, of course, played Boba Fett in uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I think he was... Um, was he in The Phantom Menace? Or was he in Attack of the Clones? Maybe he was in The Phantom Menace as some sort of pilot. He definitely something piloted else. something. Yeah. Uh, but... He writes, Dear friends, it is with a heavy heart that I've decided to stop attending conventions and hang up the Fett helmet. It has not been an easy decision to make. In 1979, I was called onto the set of Empire Strikes Back to play Boba Fett, and since that day, it has changed the entire direction of my life in such a wonderful way. It has been a privilege to have had the opportunity to inspire so many generations of Star Wars fans. I have had over 20 years of traveling with my wife, Maureen, to some amazing countries and have met so many wonderful fans. Thank you all so much, and we will miss you all. May the force be with you always, Jeremy. Now, this sort of, I don't know, this sort of hit me a little bit because I think, like, Jeremy Bullock was the first person out of Star Wars I ever saw in real life. Oh, wow. So he came to a convention in uh, the 
the mid-90s down in Melbourne, Australia that Starwalking had, the Force 2 convention. And it was him, Stephen Sansweet and Kenny Baker. Oh, wow. So it was really cool. And they actually announced the Phantom Menace cast. Steve Sansweet announced it at our convention. (laughs) That's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. weird. It's pretty weird. Because it wasn't to a how thousand bizarre. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it just, how was how was this announcement done? I'm so fascinated. Were, were you just like hanging out in the lobby of the convention <laughs> center? And he's like, oh, by the way, uh, here's some breaking news. No, uh, that was, it, was, it was amplified. There okay. was a little lectern good, sort of good. thing. And, uh, but yeah, I, to my knowledge, that was the first time it had ever been announced. That's so which That's crazy. Now is so strange. I was so, I was young. I, when those movies came out, because what Phantom Menace came out in ninety nine, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like thirteen. So I, yeah, for me, I don't really have any recollection of like casting announcements because to me it was just, oh, here's this cool poster of tiny child with a Darth Vader shadow. Yeah, I just remember not knowing who anyone was. Yeah, I knew, I, I think <laughs> exactly. You and McGregor and Natalie I, Portman. I knew who and Ewan McGregor it. was. Yeah. yeah, and Liam. I knew who Liam Neeson was, but I can't think why i think it was just one of those things where my parents were like you should know who liam neeson is and here's other things he's done hey, hey, you well, have to find out about him someday because well, he was married to natasha richardson he was yeah yeah so and i knew who she was so and, and liam neeson was a big deal then yeah. yeah he was the only one that was after schindler's list and everything yeah, he just started sure. his career yeah yeah I, I don't know if um samuel L. jackson was in that initial announcement or not i feel like I not i don't think so mm. but it had a real effect on me because i was like I didn't really have any Star Wars friends, so I was very excited to go to this convention and, and sort of just see people talk about... I remember finding out that the fan club existed and just like going, this is... <laughs> this is Star- my calling. Star Wars fans are gathering. This talks. is real? Like, this yeah. is amazing. Like, right. I, I actually was like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> right. I was so stoked. But to hear Jeremy Bullock talk about his time on the set, it... Like, it was so shocking to me that he liked the film and that he was into it. Yeah. And he had all, like, you know, it was like his enthusiasm yeah. and, like, hearing his behind-the-scenes stories that sort of went, oh, there's, I can find out the behind-the-scenes stories from all these people if I listen to them enough. And because yeah. it was such, you know, there was no, like, YouTube and that sort of stuff, it was such a, like, I've got him for this hour. Yeah. I'm just going to sit there and just, like soak it in but he would do like the movements and the line that's and very cool yeah even though like you know he didn't it was never his voice that you heard but right. he he sort of had had it down right and yeah his enthusiasm for it really like stoked me out that people that were in the, it hadn't occurred to me that people that were in the film liked the film mm-hmm. like i sort of thought it was just eh. imagine yeah. imagine being him putting on that suit and then for the next 30 years of your life. You're just an icon. You're an icon. And nobody's ever even heard your voice. Yeah, because I mean, that is the thing about um, Boba Fett that I think is interesting as a character is, you know... And it's, it was a similar thing that happened with Darth Maul in Phantom Menace where you have this really cool-looking character who mostly, as far as I can tell, exists to sell toys because they don't really do all that much, ultimately. Mm. But still, I mean, you know, Boba Fett was that first image that we had of what we now associate as being, you know, the Mandalorian armor, and he was such a cool-looking character. I had a weird childhood obsession with Boba Fett where, like, any time you had to name... So, like, we'd play, uh, like, Monopoly on the Sega Genesis or Life, and I would always name myself Boba Fett for some (laughs) inexplicable reason, but that was my (laughs) go-to. That's awesome. That's great. Because I even, I think before like fandom really sort of got going with all that expanded universe stuff, like knowing Boba Fett was 
like oh yeah well, the fit you yeah. know you know about him you know right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly it's very uh, cool <laughs> now uh this story i loved and this one's actually from instagram but uh i'm i'm, I'm gonna go with it anyway but this is uh dan mindel who is the cinematographer on Star Wars Episode Nine? Yes. He was the cinematographer on Star Wars Episode Seven, and he posted this amazing photo. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, it's beautiful. Of, yes. of the lighting room. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And you know, there's a bit of set in there, and it just says space lights, unbeatable quality source of ambient lighting, six thousand watts, six lamps, or three thousand watts, three lamps. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what any of that watt business means, yeah. but it looks impressive. So people. And I, myself, did go, oh my God, this is a shot of the episode nine set. Mm -hmm. But as it turns out, it was from John Carter of Mars. No. (laughs) Yes, yes. I didn't know that either. Oh no. (laughs) That's awful. I saw that. I'm like, it's so beautiful. (laughs) But I just like that this was like a big thing for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like he accidentally trolled the Star Wars audience or maybe he did it intentionally. Maybe. I can't see how it was an accident. <laughs> I can't see. But I'm so glad. I only spent a little while staring at it, trying to work out the bits. Like I didn't really I didn't really have time to invest until and then when I was sort of gonna sit down to do it, I, I found out on um that's what they need like Star Wars Snopes mm-hmm. to uh to verify this stuff. But uh although Star Wars Twitter likes to do that itself. So um yeah. One of the big tweets of the week is Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. But uh, then we've got two more, and then we're, we're going to get to uh, people's calls. So uh, if you are listening live, it's six four six 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 eight eight three six zero. Add a plus one if you're international on Skype, and you got that. You got that graphic down the bottom. Oh, Ooh, what an age! He's on top of it. How, how do you feel about this, Araj? Just next to you, there's a phone number right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. It's Over like here. right here. Yeah. Please. Call <laughs> in. Please don't stroke don't stroke the phone just number. Just give me a Vanna White. Do give me not a Vanna stroke White. the phone number. Just it's, it's not that type of show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. Let's, I'll hold it up. I'll hold it up. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> That's just it's shocking. But um so I've got uh two super fun ones. The next one's very self indulgent. Uh it is uh I should have shown you these before. Mm. But uh, it's that one, of Star Wars Rules, and it is of... I went to the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back concert at oh, the Hollywood at the Bowl Bowl. on Saturday night. And, oh, come on, Rashad. Listen, buddy. I, I just feel sad for myself. I have no one to blame but myself. <laughs> That's very on-brand of you. <laughs> well, you didn't get to go? No. Okay. But uh, he, he was invited. He yeah, was, he was. He was definitely invited. I was. It was. It was there. You just chose not to enjoy your life. I have a lot of family obligations. Mm. <laughs> Steals your new family, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's what I've been trying to teach him. But the the picture, if uh, those are watching at home, is of the Hollywood Bowl. The, a little video I took of um, every time someone used the Force. Everyone put up their lightsabers. Oh, that's cool. And it, so it's like out of, that's I think it's like 10,000 people there. And then you've got like a thousand lightsabers. Yeah, way more than that still. It's 23,000. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hollywood Bowl is crazy. Well, yeah. 2,000 lightsabers then. I'm going to up my lightsabers. <laughs> but the whole night, so how it is, they have an orchestra playing and you get to watch Empire Strikes Back on the, on the big screen. But just the fun. Like, do you know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. the Star Wars fun. 
fun of it. Like every time a new character would come on, like people would cheer. Oh. When uh, I I loved this when Leia kissed Luke. <laughs> 23,000 people groaning as well. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. But uh, yeah, just cheers after big moments and stuff. And, you know, like sometimes Star Wars fandom, particularly like online and stuff, can be quite, you know, oppressive and negative. But it's just, it's time to, you know, sometimes to put down your quibbles and right. just go, yeah. we're idiots that like a space film, you know, let's right. go with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was tremendous. And I have to say, new rule for cinemas or any sort of public performance if, if of Star Wars. If you're watching Star Wars and you're a child, maybe under the age of six or younger, and you know the names of the characters, call them out. Call them yeah. out. If, if you've got advice for them, <laughs> I'd like to know. Because there was a little boy behind me, me and Jared, and we were just in tears. That's amazing. He's, you know in Cloud City when like Luke sort of, he falls... And then he lands down, and then when, and then all the boxes like are the, getting thrown yeah. at him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Little boy's just like, why is he still there? Why is he still there? <laughs> where, is he, where is he taking it? And I'm just like, yeah, why is he still yeah. there? Get, it's like, get out know, of there, Skywalker. This is not working out. It's not happening. But um, a weird thing. This is my advice to the Lucasfilm Corporation, Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Got to step up the merch at these concerts. Got to step them up. It was like there was, a, there was a couple of dedicated T-shirts. Sure. The um, the Empire one wasn't to my taste, but for some reason, so they were having Star a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. But then there was a Star Wars concert T-shirt with Kylo Ren on it. Just random. No, Kylo Ren's not in those movies. That you don't get to do sense. that. No. If you're not projecting him on the screen, <laughs> you can't sell product. No merch, dog. Yeah. yeah. No merch. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was, and this is just. If you if you're like making money as a corporation, they didn't have official lightsabers for sale. That oh. was my question: was did they not have lightsabers for sale? Because that seems like a tremendous oversight to me, especially because in addition to them being lightsabers, you could add that concert branding to it as well. Yeah, that's what I'm you thinking. Yeah. Tons of they movies. had like the bootleg ones, like the, uh, so they had oh, tons of like yeah. off-brand ones. No. They had ones with like crystal balls on the like end of the oh yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about they saw those at Halloween Horror Nights at mm. Universal <laughs> oh, it's a part I, they, I, I'm sorry uh, were they giving any away for free no no, oh, no. Not, okay. not, not, not to my um, not, not to the, the cheap seats anyway <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to see John Williams this year at the Hollywood Bowl and they he did he did all his all yeah. his different things and he didn't come out until the very end and he did four or five Star Wars uh, pieces sure. in a row but the same exact thing. What do you mean he didn't come out till the end? Well, you know, he's up there in age, so he doesn't. He comes out and says hello, and somebody else conducts. And then at the no way, yeah. I'm going next month. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. want ninety minutes of Williams. You will Williams. Get, you will not get ninety minutes of Williams. Pick up no. the pace, buddy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we thought too. And then he, we didn't think he was coming out at all. And then he came out at the end, and the place just erupted. It was amazing. It was nice. Incredible. Yeah, and the lightsabers were up there. Do you think like Wally? He's not on. He can sit next to me. He could. You could ask him. I don't know if you can get up to the seats, though. Yeah, true. If you're on the, if you're on the benches. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't understand why they don't have, like, someone at, like Hasbro doesn't have, like, a, yeah, like right. one with a little sticker on yeah. it. Yeah. Star Wars concerts. Yeah. It's like you're leaving thousands and it thousands seems like of a dollars. No-brainer to me. So and, much money. And also promoting, like, so it's not like, like the actual Hollywood Bowl is selling the bootleg lightsabers. Sure. Right. But, but then 
because I love the in LA. I'm not sure if this is everywhere in America, mm. but they have like the bootleg T-shirt sellers everywhere, oh, everywhere, everywhere in America. Everywhere, everywhere. Oh, in America. oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I always just like to see, like I, I, I don't know. I just like the activity. Yeah. I like seeing what their bootleg T-shirts are, <laughs> and I like to see them like watch the price go from twenty dollars to five dollars in like the moment you like yes. walk past them. It's it's amazing. But um yeah they didn't have bootleg t shirts but they were peddling the bootleg lightsabers as well. Oh. It just seemed I don't know, just letting money drip down the drain on that one. But the concert was it was amazing and it was so much fun and it it, it definitely made me reinvigorated my love of Star Wars fans. That's very cool. Now our final tweet is a Star Wars fan that I am uh, very fond of, and that is Richard E. Grant. Oh, Awful, yes. Did you see this tweet? Oh, my God. He writes, From left field came a call from my agent about a generic audition scene I'd self-taped a couple months ago. Star Wars, courtesy of casting director Nina Gold. Hashtag Star Wars. And there's a little video. You guys have to check this out at um, it's uh, Richard E. Grant on Twitter. But... He tears up about working in yes. Star Wars. I, I have watched this video and it is just so heartwarming. Because again, it goes back to what you are saying earlier, Steele, about the people working on this franchise also being fans of it. And mm-hmm. of course now it's coming from a different perspective of it's been around for a while. So you have more people. It's not as surprising, let's say, for people who are working on the series to uh, be. And I have to say... If I one more licensee that makes a video about how they love Star Wars, it's like, yeah, it's cool, dude. We all love Star Wars. We, right. yeah. we get it. Yeah, yeah, we get it. We, we get, get it. it. Now, just just tell us about the video game, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Right. The video is amazing. And the exuberance he has and the pure joy he has of just being in a Star Wars film is exactly what Star Wars fans want to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I love it. And it was quite touching that, you know, he's... He's not a newbie to the biz. Oh, no, not at no. all. You know, I love him in Spice World, you That's... know? <laughs> <laughs> Unironically. It's the best way to love yeah. the, the Spice World. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, just tremendous. But let's take some calls. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, so it's 646-668-8360. We have got a Patreon supporter, right. King Tom, Ooh. calling in from Ohio. Tom, you there, buddy? Yes, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for being taken or something. It's, I, I, I don't know. Thanks for I, calling, Tom. I, That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so yeah, great, great show. It's great listening to you, Emma, and, and Araj. Uh, but Thanks. I did have a few um, do's and don'ts oh, if, oh, I, can, hey, if hey. I can share. Hey, you forgot about Steel, buddy. I, I'm fine. Oh, I'm well, fine. Well, you know. I'm perfectly fine with you not mentioning Rashad, but come on, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the screen. Oh, ouch! <laughs> oh, I forgot Rashad. You know what? I've heard Rashad's voice several times tonight. It's always good hearing him. Thanks. I'm glad somebody feels that and, way. <laughs> oh gosh. And and you too, Steele. Oh, and and you too. Thank you, thank you, Tom. Thank you. Appreciate it, Tom. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm glad you're enjoying me on the show. Thanks for bringing that up. It's just nice to be, um, you know, just to be appreciated out there on the internet. You, know, you put yourself out there, and it's it's great to have listeners that that mention you by name when they say they're enjoying the show. 
So thanks, I appreciate that. And um, I'm glad that was just a fluid conversation that happened naturally. Uh, what's on your mind tonight, Mike? Hmm? So, um, do's and don'ts. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I like to think I have a, a decent imagination. Sometimes I like to think I'm from Australia and everything like that. Settle down, buddy. And so I think about Star Wars a lot. And and I have a headcanon, and I'm never disappointed when it's wrong. But I, I do have to, uh, something I really want to see in Episode Nine. something I really don't want to see. And I'm going to give you what I don't want to see first. Um, I am fine with Kylo being redeemed, but I would like him to take some responsibility for what he's done in the past. Right. So I don't yeah. want to see redemption without sacrifice or realization because i feel like if i have if i had one problem with episode eight and i absolutely love episode eight but if i have one problem it was that a lot of times the the dark actions were not ascribed to the person taking those actions like when luke said it was a jedi master responsible for the creation of darth vader no it was a guy who wasn't ever a Jedi master who was responsible. It was Anakin Skywalker. And it just felt like there were moments in the last Jedi where personal responsibility was not a part of the story. So I want Kylo to, t if he's, if they're going to redeem him, I'm, I, you know, I'm fine with that. I don't consider myself a Raylo, but I'd like to see him <laughs> take some personal responsibility for what he's done. So what are you thinking? Like three months without a cape or? <laughs> yeah. No dessert? Put him, put him back in the helmet. Put him back in the helmet. No dessert. The uh, what? What about they do like that Star Wars Infinities comic, and he just comes back good, but he's all white. He's just got a white. He's just all oh, white. That yeah, would be same same exact costume, same exact everything, but now he's white. Yeah, and, same and has a a blue crosshatch lightsaber. He's, he's, he's Gandalf, pretty much. He's Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, right. I like it. Uh, right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how I want to end like. Kylo, because yeah. I, I, I try to keep in mind how Anakin Skywalker ended, mm -hmm. and so I, I sort of go, oh, how, how mm -hmm. is it, how's it different? I, I'd like yeah. him... I, I would like him maybe to die knowing he was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I think too, because I, I, I totally feel where you're coming from, Tom, on the you being okay if they do decide to do the redemption story arc, but ultimately just wanting him to take responsibility or at least have some acknowledgement of being responsible for the problems that mm -hmm. he has caused, which goes back to what you were saying, Steele, of he, it would be nice. I sort of feel like, yeah, he should die, but know that he made mistakes. <laughs> or, or, because this is what interests me. Does he know that at the end, Anakin Skywalker came back? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we don't really know what the galactic knowledge of yeah. Return of the Jedi well, is. It's interesting because I feel like in some of the novels that take place in between the end of Return of the Jedi and beginning of Force Awakens, it's a lot of Darth Vader and they don't really talk about the mm -hmm. whole Anakin Skywalker thing, aside from being it being a problem for Leia that people find out that Darth Vader was her dad. Mm. So mm. again, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I, I do believe that people know that he was Anakin Skywalker, but it's not like across the board kind of yeah, thing. Not so much that they know it's the yeah. same person, but at the end he went, oh, that was, 
That was pretty bad. Yeah, I like, made like bad the choices. That, like yeah. the fact that he killed the emperor. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that that is very much lost. That idea of of Darth Vader ultimately becoming Anakin Skywalker and very much being the hero in Return right. of the Jedi. Yeah. So, like, because John, you know I mean, you've got this thing of that Kylo's like wants to be like his granddad. Yeah. Yeah. But then does Does he An- know? Does Anakin Skywalker come back right. in ghost form yeah. to say, Hey, hey. me wasn't so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Stay off drugs. But I think as far as sort of the the general galactic knowledge is concerned, the fact that that Anakin was Darth Vader, even if in the end he was the one who killed the Emperor, all of the terrible things that he did when he was Vader out it he he didn't make up for all of that bad by doing one good thing which again it like it kind of goes back right. to where we maybe want things to end for kylo of hey buddy <laughs> you're a real bad person and you need to acknowledge <laughs> it <laughs> but the, the the question that i have is can kylo ren be redeemed without dying in in my opinion yeah, i don't think it's i don't know i think it's possible he has to sacrifice himself he has to know that he did something wrong and he has to step up and and do something that's I don't know, yeah, you know. I, don't, I, I think it would be sort of interesting for him. Yeah, to just I don't. Die I don't see it. I don't kind of see him redeeming himself <laughs> as and being alive at the end of this thing. Yeah, and I know, like uh, you know, like people want him to be redeemed and right. and, and uh, live happily ever after with Ray, and like. Is that old thing of like, hey, if you do it right, but I, it's going to be great. Yeah, but I also don't know if. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren had a connection in. Last Jedi, right. ro- romantic as it may be or not, uh, but I don't, I don't know if Ray would just be willing to overlook all the bad stuff that Kylo's done at this point. Now yeah. that now that she gave him a chance and, oh, and he, he turned on her, right? Mm. Right. Do you think she gave him a few? Yeah, she gave she him sure several yeah. chances. Yeah. Do you think Ray would be open to Twitch streaming with Kylo Ren? <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. yeah, I mean, with the Force connection, uh, I think it would make for some really interesting content. Okay. I wonder if, if through the Force they could actually manipulate the camera to just like switch between the two of them or do an instant kind of split stream. It would be really interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, you just like project yourself into the other room. <laughs> exactly. Surely. That's true. Yeah, I'm sure it might kill you, but yeah. it, it would be worth it for the views. <laughs> Absolutely. Sweet, sweet views. They'd get more views than Ninja. <laughs> now, King Tom, what do you want? Yeah. I want a scene where Finn is on a planet running from stormtroopers. There's a ship in the distance. He's running to the ship, running to the ship. He gets close to the ship, and the ship just explodes. Okay. It happened in The Force Awakens. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, say, you're going to love The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's happening. <laughs> just I, I, wa- I want to go three for yeah, three. I was going to say, you want to be three for three in yeah. these films. Okay. Gotcha. What's the last Jedi one? Um, on the beach in Canobite. Yeah. Ah, of course, of course. They're, all right, so you just want more poetry. On, it's all connected to rhyme. <laughs> exactly. You know, if, they, if, if it doesn't happen, this whole ring theory, Star Wars poetry, all that stuff is a lie. King Clemo on the phone. Mm. Loving it. What, a, what, a, what, a, what an odd thing <laughs> to be your number one. You just, I, I just want to see the same thing happen again. <laughs> Hope they got credits. I'm a, Hope they got credits. <laughs> I'm a weird guy. <laughs> right. I just want to, I just want to find out that all the animals were used in a humane way in the credits. Right. Yeah. That's, that's all I want. Uh, okay, very interesting, Tom. Uh, thank you for your call. It is always a delight to hear your Star Wars insight, buddy. 
Thank you very much. Nice, man. Talk to you soon. Bye, King Tom. Bye. Okay, see ya. Goodbye. All right. So if you want to call in, that is 646-668-8360. We've got a few patrons here right. that have uh, that have written in. Oh. They couldn't oh, be wow. with us. Wow. They've sent telegrams. Extra Telegrams. To our nerd wedding. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Extra effort. Uh, Fraser Baxter, he says, do have Ben Solo meet Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, oh. I would like that, I think. Yeah, well, my... My my do is I, I think my vague do mm-hmm. like I've got I, I would love to have like Force Ghost Luke talking to Force Ghost Anakin with Ray and Kylo there. Oh my yes, gosh. and it could be mid like they can like fight right. and then and then yell at each other and have the ghost yeah. like like just like because you got you're concluding nine films. Right. Yes, but the main like so that's like a little nerd thing. But the one do is I want. Episode nine to make me want to watch every other Star Wars movie. I think that that's kind of along the lines of, as you were saying, of having the Force Ghosts. I I want somebody to acknowledge Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, I would really like to see a Force Ghost Qui-Gon. Because the thing is, at this point, you have so many actors that have played those roles of, of characters that are... Jedi force users, what have you, that have passed away, and you do have the opportunity to incorporate any number of them. Mm -hmm. So I would kind of like to see that. And as you say, kind of bring together all of these films, not just this trilogy. Yes. Amanda and Jess, when they were on the podcast, they mentioned that no one's... I'm doing the steel thing and I can't do the steel thing. That's my gimmick. That's my gimmick. Damn it. All right, you can go. Just one time. Just one time. All right, thanks, Steel. Well, they, they were talking about how we've never seen a Force Ghost unless they're connected with that, a person that's in the screen with them. Sure. So bringing Qui-Gon and bringing Obi-Wan with Rey... Might not make sense. I know. But I, I do want to see them. I mean, I would love to see Liam Neeson and in, Hayden. In the films. Right. In the, in the f- films. films. Yes. Because okay. Yoda appeared to Ezra. That's true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. So and they I'm never not, met each other. I, I'm not sure. See, I'm I not, didn't bring that point I, up last I'm not, week. I'm not sure what sort of fake news you're putting out there on your show. <laughs> Damn but here, this is, this is where the truth lives. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good point. Good point. All right. We have got a <laughs> call from... 313, which hopefully we'll go through soon. 313, who are you and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Kyle. I'm calling from Connecticut. Oh, Kyle hey, from Kyle. Connecticut. I'm just going to. That's where I'm from originally. Oh, wow. Really? Was Connecticut, yeah. Nice. Maybe you know Kyle. Maybe. Kyle, do we know each no, other? I moved here a year ago. <laughs> oh, got it. I moved here a year ago. Damn it. What part of Connecticut? Torrington, uh, the Litchfield area. Okay. What, what what what's your exact address in case Emma leaves you <laughs> yeah. that apartment? Yeah. What's your email and your social security number? Dude, aren't you mocking how the show normally sounds? Uh, what, what 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 are your do's and don'ts? A big do for me is that at the end of Last Jedi, when they sent out the call for help mm-hmm. and no one responds, which I can understand because. The day before the First Order had nuked the capital, it kind of scare a fair amount of people off. So I can understand that people wouldn't come to help Leia at that time. But if there is a time jump of a couple of years later, and there's like a resistance fleet, like a much bigger one, like the one we see in Return of the Jedi, what I want to see is that something I've noticed in a lot of the um, 
post-Return of the Jedi books is that it always seems to end open-ended for these characters. Like the Phasma novel ends open-ended. Mm-hmm. Alfred II, uh, the DLC stuff that came away before Black Jedi was open-ended. I think even the Bloodline was open-ended. Yeah. One thing I'd like to see are those characters come in and be part of that fleet. I'm actually thinking, Kyle, that I am up for just, like, I just want JJ to, like, hire a dumpster truck <laughs> of, <laughs> of fan service uh, yeah, I'm, and just dump it on my head. I, sure. I'm like, right there with you. I want Lando to rock up with... Yep. Like a fleet of Gungans, Ewoks, clones. (laughs) You can have some repurposed battle droids. Mm -hmm. I want like Oh, I would love to see some battle droids. (laughs) He can like like call Lobot. Lobot Mm -hmm. can wrangle up some Ugnaughts, but I'd I'd love to see sort of like a ragtag fleet of you know and and then like you've like like have Hondo. Have like, uh, yeah. like yeah. I would love if Hondo oh. Onaka was just secretly in the movie. Because I think that's the thing is is the thing that would be kind of nice is uh, as you say, to bring in all those bits and pieces that we've gotten from all over Star Wars. Because at this point, the stuff that's happening in this trilogy is the latest stuff we have in mm-hmm. the Star Wars timeline. So you could incorporate any number of things. Certainly not in a way that if you haven't delved into any expanded material that you would be put off by it. Mm-hmm. But if you have, there is something gratifying. Like I think about the the like Rebels Easter eggs in Rogue One that just made me so happy. Oh, and like literally when I heard them announce General Sandula over the loudspeaker, <laughs> I actually like stood up and applauded and everybody else in the theater thought I was crazy. I, I, smir- <laughs> I smirked when I finally heard it on my third screen. <laughs> I know, I didn't get it to like three or four I, I heard it the first yeah. time and I yeah. lost my mind. <laughs> that's cool. But that's what, but that's what I'm saying yeah, is, is, is incorporating those little Easter eggs like that. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, it took me a couple of times to use uh, Harry Sandola's name. Yeah. But I saw Chopper immediately. Yeah, right, Chopper. Right. Chopper yeah. Um, you, you're a little bit fuzzy, so I'll just get Kyle. What is your do not? Um, mine is a do not do a Starkiller base. No. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're all in agreement on that. Or a trench run. Or a trench run. Base. They do that again. They're going to fuel for a decade. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, hey Kyle, thanks so much for your call. I'm sorry, you're a little bit muffled, so I'm not sure if you need to grab a headset for your next time, but uh, make sure there is a next time because we want to keep hearing from you, buddy. Right. Cheers, man. Thank you. Bye, Kyle. Bye. I, uh, we've actually got the lines free, so if you want to call in before we wrap up at 646-668-8360, we'll head over to Emily in the chat room pretty soon. But I remember when they revealed that Starkiller base... And just that Death Star shape. I think it was... They, they revealed that on the poster. Was that a, the first time you ever saw it? Might have been the yeah, poster. Yeah, I think it might have been the poster. Yeah. I, I sort of was just going, oh, okay. Like it was... I, yeah. I was sort of like... The sphere didn't work ah, the first two times. Really, Why are we going for a third? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I sort of understand. Like you can like, well, if it didn't work and you think it's a sweet plan... Just yeah, I'm going to try again. Like, right. Do you know what I mean? Like they, right. they kept trying to. Yeah, like I they, mean, like when bombs don't work, they, sure, they keep yeah, trying, they keep to, trying make, to make yeah. more keep bombs. Trying, uh, yeah, I think that that kind of again goes back to this whole idea of Kylo Ren being such a Darth Vader fanboy, which is why I 
kind of bought that uh, he would try to do the exact same thing that Darth Vader did to be like, I'm going to I'm going to do it. And this time it's going to work. And then, like, I'll truly be carrying on your legacy the way you would have wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. that's kind of how I feel about Starkiller Base. You love it, Darth. You love it. <laughs> uh, before we go to Emily, I just want to give a plug if you can uh, get us a graphic uh, there, Rashad, for the uh, the Mercho store. Where you can get cool little T-shirts like this that I make up. The I'm with Snoke. Look, it's very nice. Oh. Now, 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 Emma's Snoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pointing at you. And now, Araj is Snoke. I love it. And and now, Rashad is Snoke off camera. <laughs> he gives us the thumbs up, so you can check those out uh, and all the other T-shirts like the uh, Your Snoke Theory Sucks and all that at MetroStore.com. The link is through SteelWars.com. If you want to find that. And also, if you want to support the show on Patreon uh, for weekly bonus content from just 25 cents a week, you get uh, all our back catalog and a bonus show a week. That's on the $1 a month tier. And on the $3 a month tier, you get all the bonus shows, which are normally like two or three a week. Uh, we. <laughs> we. <laughs> to steal. <laughs> Huh? It's a steal, literally. It's a steal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we tried to record. We've got a new one coming out with Hawes. Oh, yeah. Where we're going to go through the Star Wars year by year book oh. and, and talk about all the so articles. Cool. Can't uh, wait. But uh, Hawes had an absolute meltdown with his technical oh. issues. So we, we, we recorded a 10 minute sizzle, which is up <laughs> on, on, on the Patreon now. But uh, he, he sent me photos today of all the new equipment. Like, while. While we were recording, he was ordering oh, he's new ordering stuff. Because yeah, we cool. want to do video of it as well. So uh, you can check that out. And there's a brand new episode of Making Steel Wars, which is our little news behind the news show we do with Jason Ward from Making Star Wars. 50 minutes of that is up on the Patreon. But let's go to Emily. And Emily, what are your, what's your do and don't? Um... I want, I want Ray to be happy. Oh, <laughs> that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. It's very nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just very important to me Aww. that at the end, Ray is happy, and I want her to be like surrounded by the family that she's made with, with Finn and Poe and Rose and all of her friends. What about? How about at the end of episode nine, she's happy with the reincarnated, uh, now good, Director Krennic? <laughs> Ooh, I'm sure she would be happy about that. That's for sure. Hey? Bit of Mendo and Daisy Ridley? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a fan fiction waiting to happen. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Someone's actually writing that fan yeah. right yeah. now. It's Emily. She's doing <laughs> exactly. it right now. What wouldn't I give to be in that sandwich? Ooh. Oh, my God. I wouldn't know which way to turn. <laughs> Two very charming humans <laughs> that we get to share the planet with. Yes. Uh, and what you do not do, maybe what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> do not revive do Director not revive Krennic. I, I don't know why, but lately I've been really worried that Poe might die. Ooh. And I need that to not happen. Well, he was supposed to, and then mm-hmm. he managed to survive. So we'll see. Yeah, that's going to be, that I, would be a rough I do one. think that of sort of the, the new heroes, he 
he initially felt like the one that would have been most likely to die. But I have to agree with you, Emily, that I think that aside from just personally not wanting him to die, that it would be a a disservice to the character to have him die just based on the amount of setup and character growth that he had in Last Jedi. He had such a good arc in that movie Mm -hmm. from just... Hot shot, I think I'm always right. I always just jump in head first because I'm invincible pilot to, oh, wait, there are consequences for your actions and I need to grow and learn and truly become a leader within the resistance. So I think it would be, it would be very bad. I would be very upset to see him get killed as well. And do we... I know we, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Yes. But does that mean it's the Apparently. end? Apparently. Apparently. Because this is the third time I've that been they've told they've said that. it was the end. Right, right. <laughs> yes. It's my my favorite lie. Yeah, exactly. But does this mean that we're done with all the characters? Because if we're not done with all the characters here and there in little standalone films, then getting rid of Poe is a big mistake because having him show up on screen oh, yeah. in a Ray in other, film in or, other films. or something. Yeah, or, or even just any other characters that take place within that timeline. Again, I felt very much, and obviously I am thrilled that they have enough unused footage of Carrie Fisher that they are going to be yes. able to incorporate Leia into this film. But initially, at the end of Last Jedi, because of how much great setup they had given Poe, I almost felt like, oh, we're going to have a time jump and it's going to start with Leia's funeral and now Poe is leading the yeah, resistance. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. You know what that's I mean? Exactly what so, I but, but if you have stories that continue after this that are taking place, you know, within the world or, or stuff that's happening concurrently right before, like Poe already was a character. So I do think that he is a character that is primed to show up elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just jump in a ship and do some sessies. That's all I need. Yeah. That that first part of The Last Jedi oh. where he shoots all the cannons and oh. then does yep. like the sweet like BMX sessie. Yep. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, it's beautiful. It, it's, sometimes like when you see it for the first time, it just gives you such a, like a visceral five-year-old reaction. Mm-hmm. Like the five-year-old just is inside you just like going, yeah! <laughs> I did that in the theater. I didn't need to do it inside. <laughs> I was just standing up. It was beautiful. Um, what's, what's the talk of the chat room, Emily? What are, the, what are they saying? Let's see. I got some down. We have Seth Owen who wants to see Chewie and Korg having some adventures. Ooh. I would be there. I'm here for that. I'm yeah. here for Julian Pork adventure. That is a that is a big question of episode nine. <laughs> is will there be porks? <laughs> well, <laughs> well they're they're back. They went in the Falcon, yeah. right? So yeah. We were gonna get a porks. Yeah. They're okay. big I mean, sellers. My, my big want is definitely Ewoks to come back. So, oh, you know, oh, just give me all the creatures. Give me Ewoks. Ex- this head would explode. Give me no, those no, okay. cats. So just give me oh. all the creatures. Sorry, you reminded me of one of my favorite points of my Ewok theory. Because I just want them all to come back. I, <laughs> yes. think, I think it'd be yeah. dope. Warwick Davis. Yeah. Oh. Back. Heck yeah. He finishes Ooh. off. He's like back that. in his that original really role. Cool. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Dude. I got goosebumps. I don't know, know how good this camera is. Goosies, yeah. the, the thought of a, like a grown wicket, yes. my, my childhood friend mm. coming back to help. Oh. Like, and, and he was leading the Ewoks. I might be sending this franchise down a, a path it does not, <laughs> it, it doesn't think it should take. No, especially I, on Twitter. I want it to go that way, but yeah, I understand. I would, love, I would love to see uh, it. Maybe Luke Skywalker will call in and tell me that this isn't going to go the way you think. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything else there, Emily? Yes, a couple more. We have Andy Campbell, who wants to see Ray taking down troopers in a corridor. 
I mean, that'd and be dumb. doesn't want, yeah. And doesn't want to see an explanation for raised parents. Heck, no. that, yes. That's my, that's my no. An explanation for what? Raised parents. Raised parents. To, yeah. it, let's leave the issue as it is. It Done was deal. resolved in Last Jedi. Her parents were nobody. The end. Move on. Done oh, okay. Oh, so they don't want an explanation. Correct. No. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I don't want one either. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been explained. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done. Yeah. Okay. This, this is my, if you're going to retcon the raised parents thing, this is how you do it. Okay. Right? You make it the alternate future Luke Skywalker and Cammy from the Jason Fry novelization. <laughs> they went to Jakku. They got loaded one night. Right. They had Ray, and they left her there in the alternate timeline. And it's like Terminator Genesis. You know how the two sure. timelines oh, yeah. merge yeah. for no real reason. You yeah. walk out the cinema wanting to, like... Yeah. I wanted to yell at James Cameron for saying this one was going to be real good, all right? So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's... You have to, like, cross over the timelines... And, you know, you can make it. It was Luke Skywalker. The alternate Luke Skywalker drunk version. Just hammered the, version. If you haven't read, like, the Last Jedi novel, just do it. Just go into Barnes & Noble, right, or a bookshop, and just read the first chapter. It is amazing. <laughs> Have you read yeah, it? it's very good. No, I haven't read it. Oh, my... It... it, it is it... Should, can I just talk yeah, about it? Yeah, I think you can talk about okay, it. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, you've waited... It, yeah, we yeah. waited too long. Yeah. In fact, you disgust me. I'm get, sorry, get I apologize. My... Oh, you read this? She read it? Yeah. Yeah, I read oh, it. I'm sorry. I'm out of here. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the original... So the first chapter is right. Luke Skywalker having a dream yes. about his alternate future where he didn't go with Ben Kenobi. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he gets married to Cammy, who must have broken up with Fixer, I sure. guess. And he's... Like, he dreams about the woman that he saw in the hologram. So he still sees all that stuff, but Ben Kenobi oh, goes okay. and he doesn't go. And um, it's, and he's left with this longing in his life of That's like, crazy. that he missed his calling and it, it haunts him. That is crazy. And it's, it's an amazing. It's insane. Well, and I think that it, it, it's one of those things and it's something that they're doing really well as well in the um, last Jedi comics is really, delving more into Luke's psyche, which I thought was one of the strongest points for me of Last Jedi, was Mm -hmm. the fact that you were dealing with this person who was experiencing the repercussions of having been put on a pedestal his whole life. Yeah. so I haven't hit that one yet. I I sort of got off the comics. Okay. But then I was hearing all this buzz about the latest Darth Vader. The Darth Vader comics are so good. I've heard nothing but great things. And the Darth Vader annual. So So I got Darth Vader annual 2... And then I got the Vader one. I think it's maybe 49. I don't know. It's, it's when he's like with Tarkin. Yes. They're hunting him. Oh, and then there's one. It's so good. The, the one after that as well. Mm-hmm. Three bangers. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's sort of the comics that I like where it doesn't. I don't like it when they redefine things. I no, like it, no. I like it when yeah. they just fill in a bit of detail. Yes. And that, the, the one that stands out to me the most is the annual. And how that like goes into the interweaving relationships of like Tarkin, Vader, Krennic mm-hmm. and the Emperor. It's just like... Oh, Krennic's in it as well. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I, okay. I, 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 I do have to say on the negative, there is possibly 
the most unflattering depiction of Ben Mendelsohn in this comic book. <laughs> it, it looks heartbreaking. Like, he's so so attractive and charming in real life. It, it looks more like you know that like that. He weird... does look a little weird the way they draw him. I won't I won't disagree with that. It looks more like that squashed up. You know that meme face. The where, meme face. Like you know that like weird cartoon where he's like. Nah. It looks yep. more like that. Than it does. Oh, yeah, it that, doesn't look like Mendo. Than the the beautiful <laughs> Benjamin Mendelsohn. You with me, Emily, or what? He is beautiful. Somebody besides me who's like making it all about Mendo this time. Hey, hey, uh, 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 wait there, I'll get this down while we're, while we're talking Mendo. Bring this up. <laughs> there he is. Just put this here. Oh, here look guys. at him. Signed cape. <laughs> signed cape. That is beautiful. He, he signed it sitting right there. So oh, uh, well, I feel very lucky. like that my yeah. butt is in the same After place. You get that up, his I'm just going to rub my butt on that <laughs> uh, section. That's okay. That's not we okay. We can't edit this, mate. Uh, no, that's I there. Apologize. That's there. Nope. He's a... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, let's, I'll, I'll run through a few of the ones we've had uh, messaged in. Uh, Matthew Thurban from uh, Australia. Do have a flashback scene where Luke confronts Lyle Kylo after he burns down the Jedi Temple. Hashtag ignite the green. Interesting. Don't have another useless Maz Kanata hologram scene. Yeah. Oh. Big don't. That was my, that was my head shaker. Is that your dope? Of uh, oh no, I no. I just don't. I don't think I, I wouldn't use it. Ah, and we've got Jerry. Jerry, he's, he's come the the hyper cat. And uh, even Jerry's got his own graphic now. So uh, what a world where a, a cat gets to promote his Twitter account on a YouTube Jerry. channel. <laughs> Little buddy, you excited about Wicket coming back? It's confirmed. It's confirmed, buddy. Okay. Look, it's Mendo. Do we want to talk to Mendo? Remember when he came? Sweet, sweet kind. Mendo loved um, Jerry, Jerry, by the way. What's not to love? Yeah, which was the one question that Jackie asked. The first question was like, did, did, did he comment on Jerry? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, several times. And she's Perfect. like, oh, How can you know? fine, fine. Um, yeah, I, the Maz Kanata scene, it's, it's better on Star Tours, trust me. Um, Aaron Taylor says, do not undo anything Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi just to please a certain segment of the fan base. That, I'm nodding emphatically. 100% agree. Yeah. Um, what's, even, I, even if you don't like it, it's what's done is done. Yeah. It is. Leave yeah. it alone. Now, right around it. Yeah. Yes. Right around it. Um, oh, do. Yes. Aaron Taylor. Wicked cameo. Yes. There it is. There it <laughs> Even is. if it doesn't like, this make is any have sense. Something to do with Ewoks. <laughs> Just walking back. And then ha- hashtag Ewok fan service. <laughs> yeah. I, ha- I have a request. Yeah, sure. Oh. Could could he be a hacker? E- a slicer. As we slicer? Know, a slicer. Exactly. Oh. As we know, that's that's canon now that they yeah. can do that. Mm-hmm. I actually I, I should hate that. Like that you there's should. an Ewok slicer. Like it just like at first I was like, oh and then I was like, who cares? I'll just ignore it. How does like, he touch the keyboards? I don't know. He has fingers. Yeah, yeah but, but they're kind of like paws. Right? Yeah, they're like paws. bear paws. Yeah. They make special keyboards. Like, like tiny if Jerry was bears. doing it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, are you a slicer? He's a, with his hands, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. When he's, in, when he's in a bad mood, he can, <laughs> oh, he can slice oh, through no. things. Oh, oh, look, look. Here it is. But uh, yeah, I, um, <laughs> I'm going to get this wicked cameo. What, <laughs> what about, did you, have you said your do's and do nots yet? I haven't. Okay, what what are yours, Rashad? Uh, I the do the big one. I want to see a Hayden ghost. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, talking to mm, probably just talking to Kylo, being like, "Oh, what is you doing? No, 
<laughs> no thanks. Um, my big don't. I have a few. I would say no more Death Stars, no more Star Killers, like mm-hmm. we said before. Um, and I'm not really a big fan of Raylo. I feel like we've discussed all this before, so I don't want Kylo to say, you know what? I made a mistake. I'm going to be a good guy again yeah. with no I repercussion, agree. no consequence sure. whatsoever. Yeah. And then he throws on some white robes and everybody has a Ewok party in uh, Endor. The, the whole thing with Raylo, whether you like want him to get together or not, they're just fictional characters. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like when, when Courtney was here last week, I was like, I don't really understand. Like I understand why people want it and I understand sure. why people don't want it. Mm-hmm. But why are they so emotional about it? Oh, yeah. Steele. It's shipping is uh that's a dangerous, dangerous territory okay, well, to get into. Steer away from it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just dark hole, buddy. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> Look, it, I'm not a uh, I'm not a professional in any way. In any regard. So maybe there's a way they can do that and it makes sense and it's fine. But sure. just right now, as it stands, I'm not really a big fan of that. Hmm. I'm open. Wow. Because I'll be too busy cheering Wicket's return to care. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to care about anything. <laughs> um, Araj, what are your do's and don'ts? Well, my don'ts, we talked about earlier, I don't think they should mess with Ray's lineage at all. Just leave it alone. It's, it's so weird when you talk to people how they just ignore things that happen in the movies because they didn't like it. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, absolutely. Like... It's odd. Like, there's nothing... Like, both films sort of, like, lend credence to, like, she's no one. Yeah. Like, and, and I love that, especially now, like, with, you know, like a... You know, one might argue that one of the biggest problems in the world is, like, the inheritance of importance and... Like true, un- unearned importance and true. stuff. So I, I think that having her come from like nothing is like, like it, it's it's dope. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Look, Obi Wan came from nowhere, as far as we know. Yeah, Mace Windu came from nowhere, as far as we know. Yoda came from nowhere, as far as we know. Why can't Ray come from somewhere that we don't know any background about? So I don't. Uh, I know good. why. <laughs> I, I know why too. <laughs> Do you know why, Emma? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have an idea. Yeah. Emily knows why. Um, but I have my do. Can I give you my do? Yeah. My do is, I was thinking about this while I was driving here in two-hour traffic. I was thinking about Lando. And I want to see Lando walk into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and just take it all in. And I don't want them to do it where we see it in the trailer or a teaser or a TV spot. Because I think they ripped that away from us with Mark Hamill. With Luke. When I saw that in the trailer of the TV spot, I was so upset because that should have been the feels we got in the theater. Yeah. Not on a, watching it on a big screen. On, oh. Yeah. Have some resolve. <laughs> have some, I don't know, like just pick the clips you're going to put out. Yes. And just, you don't have to like keep milking them you out don't. as it gets closer. Yeah. People like Star Wars. I don't know if people know this. So yeah. they're going to go see it. They don't need to tease us but with Mark Hamill. I agree. And adding extra clips. Right. It doesn't. I don't think it yeah. does no. anything really. Yeah, exactly. Like I sort of tried to switch off for the end of Solo, but then in the cinema, so we, we, like I was like, like, you know, one of the best nights ever got to go to the premiere, right. but then the, like they're showing the live stream from outside with like Andy and that, but they're showing all the clips and so I'm seeing new clips right. of mm-hmm. the film before. Mm-hmm. You've even gone in to see yeah, the movie. Yeah, not cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in the movie. Yeah. 
I've gone in. Yeah. And you're still seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just just chill out. I, I, I thought there was too much in Solo, a bit too much of the like the cool lines were spoiled in mm-hmm. Yes. Like I thought they could have just cut mm-hmm. out a, a couple of those. Well, I think right. also because we already knew so many of them, it's part of the reason that the film felt so pandering in a way mm. is because we'd heard those lines so many times already in the trailers that you at that point you kind of go yeah we get it it's a Han Solo thing and it, it, there was a there was certainly a fair amount of winking at the camera in my opinion that happened in that film and I enjoyed it overall I was something uh, in my eye but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, <laughs> I said camera not screen yeah but I do think that because so much of it was in the marketing for it that you were kind of over it by the time you got to the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just some really like, like classic. Yep. Like, like think like, mm-hmm. like even like seeing the ship fly off and yep. like, mm-hmm. it was like, that should be like a huge laugh. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or the whole, um, the one that stood out to me was the chewy, oh, you know how to pilot. Oh, you look, you know, you're 190 years, you look great. Yeah. Like that is like the little Kasdan's. Yeah. When mm-hmm. they wrote that that day. Classic. They would have like just walked out. Yeah. Just father and son. Right. Good yeah. day's work. Yep. But then in the cinema, when it, because everyone had seen We'd it. seen it, it already. Yeah. It sort right. of just got like a, like a, mm-hmm. I don't know, just like, I, yeah, we're just going to admit that's funny, but it's not. Yeah. It was, it was mm-hmm. like a polite acknowledgement of yes. the fact that a joke had happened. Right. Bravo. <laughs> yeah. Bravo. Very yeah. amusing. Very amusing. Yeah. Very amusing. I just thought of, um, I've blanked on my don't do. Oh, I just thought of my don't do. Don't have Lando like do all these solo callbacks. Yeah. Don't have it. No, no padding the Falcon and all that. No. Because there's two reasons. One, he's already flown in the Falcon in in Return of the Jedi. So if there was a time to touch that part of the panel, that's done. Mm. Two, if you like... Like, if you make it sort of canon that she's actually, like, in there as herself and not just... Oh, the droid? L3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, L3. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah. That she got trapped in this ship and then he, like, lost her in a gambling mm-hmm. thing and then, like, it's it's bad vibe. So mm-hmm. just yeah. make it, it's like her, like, you know, essence, like, you know, the attitude and the right. knowledge is there, but it's not actually her per se in there. Right. What, what do you think about that, Emily? Oh, definitely. It's not something that you want to acknowledge because, like you said, if you think about it in the slightest, it's really creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. Yeah. Uh, what are yours? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, one of my dues is just bring back all Star Wars creatures. I want mm. Ewoks back for sure. Porgs are given, I feel. Uh, I, I also what, think... What about Ewoks throwing Porgs? <laughs> I mean, if it's like, it, it's, oh, if it's oh. a strategic move where they're teaming up, better, I'm for it. I'm better, for it. Better, better, better. Gungans with those catapults, catapult <laughs> Ewoks, and then when the Ewoks hit peak, then, they, they, like, then, then they've got Porgs, porgs like, on those like ropes. And then oh they, my God. It's like a double hit. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Uh, yeah. Wow. Imagine I'm, the price it. I mean, that's, yeah, that'd be a, I mean, that would sell a lot of toys. And also, I feel like strategically great moves. Uh, yeah, good call on that one. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but I, I would also like to, again, kind of just uh, like we were talking about earlier, just see all those sort of like little Easter eggs come in from all throughout. For example, we were talking at the beginning of this episode about Mandalorians. I don't need like a whole explanation of what's going on with Mandalorians mm-hmm. in that this timeline. That can be timeline, But I'd love to see them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, again, it's it's acknowledging that this film is the culmination of nine films, not of just three films. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, as far as the, the don'ts go, I, I think we kind of covered it with the don't undo anything that Ryan Johnson did just because there were angry fanboys. Yeah. I, and I actually, mm-hmm. one of my big JJ don'ts has already been covered with it's don't keep Mark Hamill a secret. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, that was uh it was I, I, I like I, I thought it was gonna happen, but I just needed it out mm-hmm. of the way. Yep. Do you know yep. what I mean? Yep. You know? Yep. Um Emily, thank you so much for your help in the chat room. Would you like to tell the internet about your uh, entertaining podcast? Yeah, I do a podcast called The Cancel Bite Dispatch. I do it with Brittany Brown, but it's called it up show many times, so you listeners are probably familiar with her, and we just sort of, the other time, we try to mostly talk about Star Wars, but we end up talking about other things a lot, and we do a feature once a month where we talk about a Ben Mendelsohn movie, uh, <laughs> mm. the one this month is going to be Glow West, and actually, excitingly, Tomorrow is our one year anniversary. Oh, oh congratulations. congratulations. Happy anniversary. Happy podiversary. <laughs> oh. I coined a new word. Mm. Very good. Hey, uh, congratulations and uh, thanks so much, mate. Thank you. Bye, Emily. Bye. All righty. Producer Rashad, what, what would you like to let us know about? What do you got? You got any Will Communication podcast mm-hmm. coming up? I'm glad you mentioned that because actually we're dropping a new episode tomorrow morning. Dude, when we rehearsed this before, I said do it naturally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Glad you asked. Uh, me, yeah. me, me and Rashad, we do, um, we've got scripts. Yeah, so, we've got yeah. scripts. Um, that's, and why, that's why it's two weeks apart, the shows, because it mm. takes us two weeks. So so remember, yeah, yeah, perfect yeah, the scripts. Because yeah. I mean, you got multiple passes. I want to see the storyboards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Steele's a very good you know, mentor in this community. I've got mm-hmm. a little sizzle for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. If you tune in, the end of tomorrow's episode, you might hear me do a little salacious crumb. Ooh. Yeah, but what will make people want to listen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want people to actually kindness, listen to the podcast? <laughs> generosity, oh. sympathy, <laughs> Jerry. He likes Jerry. the show. Content. But you can find us at Will Communication on Twitter, um, and I'm on Twitter at iCosm. You can find me however you find people on Twitter. Ooh. I'm getting off <laughs> the mic. I'm done. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Araj, thanks for joining us. Thanks oh, for driving. Good. And I, I did notice before that you did slip in a little complaint about how long it took to get here as well. So I thank you for that. I thank you for your two hours of It traffic. was. Yeah, it when was you said it, it, I noted it. I got the little, you know, undercurrent. I wasn't complaining to you. I'm complaining to Southern California. 
you know, it's just it's awful. Fair. Yeah, yeah okay. the no, pretty terrible. It is worth driving two hours to get here. It was a blast. I had, a, I had an absolute blast. Cheers, man. Thanks so much. Absolutely. And uh, your latest podcast is up with the, the Rebel Girls. The right. The Rebel Girls came on the Sith list, and it was a great episode. And we've had uh, Ralphie from Cake Boss a couple weeks ago came on. So that was a good time. He's, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you can check us out on Twitter at the Sith list, and we're on all the different podca- podcast platforms. So, uh, yeah, check us out. I went to the Scum and Villainy Cantina with Ralph. Yeah, he told me. Wow. Good guy. That guy can go. He can go. And he's really <laughs> he's really informative too. He's got I mean his fandom is broad from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to diehard Star Wars fan to anything you can think. Dungeons and Dragons yeah. D&D, mm-hmm. he is awesome. And he's amazing at what he does. He's yeah. with his cakes and his sculpting. Emma Fife, you yes. are all over the internet. I am at my name, Emma Fife. Nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, we are in our sort of home stretch of episodes of Pencils and Parsecs right now. Uh, our next episode will air live at 8 o'clock p.m. on Wednesday. So uh, that's Pacific time because we live in Los Angeles. So mm. Pacific time zone. Nice. And, uh, and that's uh, on Hyper RPG, which is twitch.tv slash Hyper RPG. Sweet. Yeah. With with girls and guys. With girls and guys gaming together and it's Star Wars. It is happening. It is all happening. happening. What a time to be alive. It's true, all of it. It's true, all (laughs) of it. Um we will be back in two weeks and we'll also be back next week with an interview episode. We missed last week because over Comic Con I think I put out about 10 hours of podcasting <laughs> and I need to catch up a little bit. So uh, we'll be back with the traditional interview episodes and I've, I've got some got some very interesting people, mm. uh, behind the scenes Great. Star Wars people lined up. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you're a Patreon, we'll be doing a, uh, a couple of Q&As this week and I think on Friday I'm going to try to do a little live news stream. Mm. I'm going to do it at I think about 4 o'clock LA time. So Australian people can watch it live on the weekend mm. because I, I can't neglect the home. No, no. no, can't neglect them. They gave us Klee Glass <laughs> and me and Ben Mendelsohn. So it's, it's a great place. <laughs> it's true. And meat pies. Uh, you can follow us at Steel Wars. And hey, may that force be with you. That's how the show ends normally. Oh, were we supposed to say it with you? No. Okay. <laughs> I just pointed at the camera. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was great. You never to speak over me on the podcast. <laughs> 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 I just shut up. I was like, what's happening? This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. If you're after more Star Wars listening, please check out the Making Star Wars podcast network at makingstarwars.net, where you can find such great podcasts as Blue Harvest, First Order Transmissions, Idiots Array, Making Star Wars Now This Is Podcasting, Podcast 2187, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Cargo Hold, and The Sith List. So that's planetbroadcasting.com and makingstarwars.net.